Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys. On this episode, we preview the EKU UK football matchup this Saturday from Kroger Field at 3 o'clock on the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus. My guest is Vince Stover from the Sports Stove Podcast. You can check him out on X or Twitter at Sports Stove. Uh, he hosts the Sports Stove Podcast. Uh, then they have a local hour on Monday nights uh, where they talk EKU. And then he hosts a podcast with his dad on Wednesdays where they just talk all different kinds of sports. And on Sunday, they have the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. So go check them out. Go check them out. Support those podcasts. want to thank him for coming on. And we'll be right back with Vince Stover right after this. At this time, I'd like to welcome from the Sports Stove Podcast, Vince Stover. Welcome to the show, Vince. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Ready to talk a little UK EKU for this Saturday? Yes, sir. Yeah, very much so. So it, last week was a tough week for EKU in Cincinnati as the Colonels fell to the Bearcats 66-13. to Was the game as bad as the final score indicates? No, I don't think so. Um, and I wouldn't even call it a bad week uh, when you talk about the amount of money that EKU uh, was able to make going up to Cincinnati. Um, but no, it the score, the score, uh, I mean, Cincinnati handled EKU. There's no question about that. Um, really early on in the game when it kind of got out of hand, uh, EKU was playing well, but then they would make one big mistake. And uh, that resulted in a 50-yard touchdown and a, a 39-yard touchdown, those kinds of things. And uh, and when you do that, it's, it's just not going to go well, especially against a team like Cincinnati, a team in the Power Five. Uh, you know, they can't do that again this week against Kentucky for sure. Last season, EKU went 4-1 and one in the WAC A-Sun, 7-5 and five overall, winning the conference, making their first FCS playoff appearance since 2014 before falling in the first round to Gardner-Webb. Do you think this year's team will build off of last season's success? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we're only one week in, of course, but – the way this team is built, Coach Wells has done a phenomenal job of uh, not just uh, developing what he has in place, but also, of course, adding through the transfer portal. Um, he's strengthened the team, I think, from last year. They lost some important pieces uh, through graduation and a couple that transferred. But overall, I think they're as good or better than last year. And it all comes down to Parker McKinney, the quarterback. You know, you got a guy like that back there. A lot of good things can happen. So between him on offense and then the defense last year, the, the, the rushing defense was horrible. Uh, I mean, they allowed what, four over 400 yards in a game over 300 yards in another game. I mean, it was just really, really bad. And against Cincinnati, they actually held their own against the run game. And Emory Jones is a rushing quarterback. They were able to hold him uh, generally speaking uh, in control. So I think if the run defense is good, I think that uh, EKU can definitely repeat and and hopefully get a little further in the playoffs. So you mentioned Parker McKinney, uh, the uh, offense go as he goes. Uh, 
he's on pace to get – do you think he'll get his 10,000 passing yard this week? He needs 106. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all he has to do is get the ball in Jaden Smith's hands and he'll get that 106. Um, he's, uh, he's a dynamic receiver. But Parker – now, granted, uh, I don't mean to, to diminish Parker. He's been around for a long time. Uh, he's taken advantage of every opportunity to play. Um, and he's played for, for several years, but uh, he's got every record in the EKU books. And uh, yeah, I think 10,000, I think he gets that this week. And, uh, you know, Parker, Parker's something special. Um, I mean, we've seen a lot of quarterbacks come in and out throughout the state and uh, at UK and at EKU. And I'll tell you what, there's something about this kid. He is, well, I say kid, he's, he's, a, he's a grown man, but um, he's just poised. He doesn't get rattled by anything. He's he's athletic and he doesn't look it at all, but he's athletic and uh, he's got some some move to him as well. So um, he's a special kid and he's the kind of kid that can do something special at a college like EKU where he can come through. And I, I think um, I don't think they're going to win against Kentucky. I don't mean to jump ahead, but I I think I think Parker's the kind of quarterback that can keep EKU in games like a game against Kentucky. And you you can't blame the kid for taking every advantage he can to stay as long as he can, right? <laughs> Definitely uh, no. I, you know it's funny. I talked with uh, I, I messaged with the quarterback that uh, he broke broke the guy's records um, last year, and I shot a message to the guy to see if he wanted to come on my show. And he was going to, but it was during hurricanes in Florida, and it didn't work out. But um, no one blames Parker. No one no one scoffs at the things that Parker has done. Um, and I think if he was not a good kid, that might be different, but he's a, he's a wonderful kid. And, uh, and you know, he's, he's earning everything that he has. So uh, besides Parker McKinney, wh- who would be the key players to watch out for this Saturday for EKU? Yeah. So let's start on offense. Um, Braden Sloan's the starting running back and he's got a, an, a lot of talent. Um, he's going to do your kick returns as well, so you'll see him a fair amount. Uh, but really in the backfield, Joshua Carter seems to be standing out. Um, he's the second string running back, but they're going to rotate through these guys. Uh, Josh Carter's brother is Michael Carter. He plays for the New York Jets. And um, you can just see the how much Josh sees the field when he's running. Last week he had over 70 yards at, at Cincinnati. He's a big kid. Uh, but he can make one move and then he runs downhill. He's not going to dance around a whole lot. So I think Joshua Carter's a guy you got to watch for. Jaden Smith, the receiver, I mean, he's an elite receiver. He could he could play at Kentucky. He could play, I think, anywhere um, anywhere out there. And he chose to stick around this year, which I was really surprised by. Uh, but he's a he's a phenomenal athlete, catches the ball, and he's quick too. So I think Carter and uh, and Jaden Jaden Smith are the guys to watch for on offense outside of Parker, of course. Defensively, Frankie West, um, he's a transfer in. He was the the top JUCO player last year. Um, he was uh, out because of injury against Cincinnati, so he didn't play. So this is the first time we're going to see him on the field for EKU. Everything that I hear, everything that I've seen through the practices, I mean, this kid is is the real thing. Uh, so he's going to be super effective as cornerback. And then, uh, and I'll just go to the other side at cornerback too. The guy that filled in for him last week, Kiare McGlore, he's a freshman. Um, and uh, last week he got thrown into the starting lineup and he played so well. Um, he's playing on special teams too, but 
as a freshman to come in and, and play the way he played against Cincinnati. Cause you know it, I mean, Kentucky's receivers are really, really good. And uh, so these DBs are going to have to do their job well. So I think Frankie and Kiare are the guys to watch on the EKU defense. Uh, you mentioned Kiare McGlure. Uh, I believe you had him on the, your podcast this past week, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. It was a, it was a great interview. There was uh, I I got a kick out of it. there was a little bit of technical difficulties that you were having getting him on, and yeah. you were asking if he was on, and he, I think at one point he said all right, and it kept going all right, all right, all right. You know, <laughs> I got a little kick out of that. You know, I've had plenty of technical difficulties as well. It, it happens, but <laughs> oh man, I tell you, this is the first year that I've done that show live. Um, in the past, I've always recorded it and cut it together and just put the audio out, but we chose. I've got a um, defensive lineman, Ryan Jackson, co-host with me this year. And yes. so it was just easier to do everything live. And um, so, yeah, it was uh, – I'm always scared when we bring a guest on, especially when Coach Wells comes on because he's not super technologically savvy. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you never know what you're going to get when they pop on. And that was the first issue we had this year audio-wise. But, yeah, it was uh, – thankfully, it, we got through it and we're able to talk to Kiari. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good interview and everything. I just, like I said, I got the kick out of the little, you know. Uh, but the the game is exclusively on the SEC Network Plus and ESPN Plus Saturday at three from Kroger Field. EKU is one of two FCS teams to play two FBS teams this year. Is this scheduling to help them prepare for the conference foes? Uh I, w I don't think so, and I'll explain what I mean by that. First of all, again, it's a whole lot of money. Um, yes. Between Cincinnati and Kentucky, I think EKU is bringing in $900,000. So that's that's a pretty big deal for the university. Uh, yeah. On top of that, uh, I, what it does the most for EKU is helps them when it comes playoff time. If they don't win the conference, their schedule has to be tough. Um, two years ago, they got left out of the playoffs because they did not play a tough non-conference schedule. And, uh, and so that's the only reason they got left out. So, uh, now Matt Rohn, the athletic director, he's on the, the committee and all that kind of stuff. So he knows exactly what they have to do. And, uh, and it does help them prepare for the conference. Playing that level of competition is great. Plus it gets eyes on the program. Scouts are seeing players and things like that. They're there to scout guys at Kentucky, well, they're going to see the EKU guys there too. So it, it all works out in a number of different ways. But financially and ultimately the playoffs, having that strength of schedule, those are the two biggest things, I think, that have guys like Kentucky. I mean, last year they played Bowling Green State and Eastern Michigan, um, and that was an upgrade from what they did the year before. And they almost beat Eastern Michigan, and they did beat Bowling Green. Uh, so, uh, so to, to play Cincinnati and Kentucky, that's a whole nother level of competition and, uh, the players love it, man. They, they're ready for it. Um, they, they know it's a tough, tough task, but they're super excited about the opportunities that coach Wells and Matt Rowan and EKU has given them. Oh yeah. You play Kentucky and Cincinnati. It's probably some of the biggest teams that they'll face in some of their careers. Oh yeah. Uh, and you got to remember a lot of these guys are from Kentucky and Ohio. Yeah. So like they're playing right. close to home. Or their family gets to see it, you know, I mean, the families travel anyways, but uh, the extended yeah. families get to come out and see and high school friends, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's really neat for them. Right. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned they played Bowling Green last year and beat them in, I think it was seven overtimes, right? Seven overtimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a heck of a yeah. week right there. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, they uh, uh, they still talk about it. Um, you know, I mean, they don't they don't live in the past, but they definitely they have not forgotten uh, that seven overtime game. When a when a bigger school pays you to come to their home field and you beat them, it's just got to be that much sweeter for the the team getting paid and getting yes. the victory. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, EKU, they are in the UAC conference. Yeah, uh, is this the this is the first year of that conference? Uh, it was. Yeah, it was the MAC or not the MAC, the WAC and the A Sun com- combined. Right. Yeah, it was the ASUN WAC Challenge is what they called it. Um, then they formed the UAC. They added a couple, one or two other teams into it that were not in the ASUN WAC stuff before with the intention of getting the approval to, to go up to FBS, which did not happen. <laughs> so, uh, but the conference is, it's a tough conference. Uh, it's definitely tougher than what they faced to this point. Uh, as far as conference play goes. Uh, you, what do you think their chances are of winning this conference? This I think season? it's pretty solid. They Now, listen, there there is definitely some uh, really tough talent and and, and uh, opponents in the UAC. Uh, you got to watch out for the Texas team. That's always uh, going to be, a, uh, you know, a tough challenge. But – as far as it goes, generally speaking, EKU is there. Now, this is their year. Um, and what I mean by that is with Parker in his final year at quarterback, um, and, and this is the year to do it. They've got all the talent in place. They should be able to make a run in the playoffs. Like, if they're going to do it anytime, and I say that. I mean, who knows what they add next year, all that kind of stuff. But that being said, um, this is the year to do it with the talent that they do have in place. Uh, but, you know, Stephen F. Austin – uh, has been solid. They've they went through some changes and they've been hurt with uh, transfer portal and stuff like that too. Um, but Stephen F. Austin is probably the team that I always look at and go, okay, if they can take care of them, um, they can they can definitely take the conference again. Yeah, with that transfer portal, you never know from year to year who you're going to have. Uh, <laughs> right. You know. Uh, but so you think EKU could make a a deep run in the playoffs if they if they get to the playoffs in the FCS? Yeah, I think so. And again, it's a, it's a little hard to tell from just one week and playing an opponent like Cincinnati. Um, right. But, but that being said, they, they just, they got the pieces. If they stay healthy, they've got what they need um, to, to go and make a run. Uh, they're such a deep team. They're, they're, they're not just, you know, 11 on offense, 11 on defense. They've got, they've got a, multiple levels in a lot of these positions. Um, offensive line, if they don't stay healthy there, that's going to be a problem. Uh, but outside of that, they, they seem to be pretty well stacked at most positions. So, um, yeah, I mean, health is everything, of course, but I, I think they can. And I know I'm a little biased. Um, I, I, I don't hide from that. But uh, that being said, I, yeah, they're, they're a really solid team, and they should be able to make a run this year. That uh, offensive line will have a tough task coming up this Saturday with uh, Kentucky's defensive line. They were they were pretty impressive last week. Yeah, uh, and I'll yeah. tell you, the and I'm not saying this to knock any players, but EKU the the outside guys are are really good. Both of them have potential uh, to play at the next level. Josiah Ezrium, he last year was his first year playing right tackle, playing offensive line. Uh, in college 
And wow. uh, he came into EKU as a defensive lineman, made the shift over to offensive line last year. And last year, at the end of the season, he got a sixth-round grade from NFL scouts. Um, hmm. Now, he came back, of course, and so hoping to bump that up to, you know, fourth round or somewhere in that range. But the scouts love him. And then on the other side, Peyton Collins, he's an All-American. Um, he's started as a true freshman. Uh, he's a really good left tackle. Those guys are solid. The interior guys, they're transfers. They're guys who are getting their first real opportunity um, at EKU. And there's, there's question marks there. Um, and so when you, uh, no, nobody at EKU will tell you this, but they're, they feel very confident on the edges. And there's a little bit of concern or just, yeah, you know, un, unknown uh, when it comes to the interior linemen. So I think if, if UK, uh, they're going to be a little bigger and a little faster and a little stronger, but they're going to have success if they can penetrate through the middle of the offensive line there, put pressure up the middle. That's going to cause a lot of problems, obviously, for the run game. It's also going to get people in Parker's face uh, as well on the, on the pass game. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, it's going to be a, a handful for the O-line this week for EKU. Especially with Big Dion Walker right over the middle, right there for Kentucky, the big defensive tackle. He, I mean, he was, you know, he manhandled the team last week, took yeah. on two blockers. So, I mean, if the interior line's the issue for EKU, it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a good day for, like you said, it's the run. Parker. It's going to be a long Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, w what kind of offense are you expecting EKU to run this Saturday against Kentucky? I think it's going to be a lot of quick, quick uh, passes. Um, they, we didn't get to see last week EKU try to stretch the field that often. Um, they've got a guy, Hensley. He's a receiver, came over from Wake Forest. Um, he's supposed to be a guy that can do that. Last week, we just didn't see a whole lot of it. So, uh, and I think the reason why is pressure from the from the D-line. So that means getting the ball out fast, quick stuff over the middle. I expect to see the running backs get a little bit more involved in the past game than what they were last week as well. Last year, we saw it, uh, especially Braden Sloan. Uh, he, he would get out in the past game more. So I think offensively, you're going to see a lot of quick stuff early on, but I think you're going to see him take some shots too. Um, to try to stretch that that uh, that defense out a little bit. They want to establish the run, um, but again, you know, and I, I don't know. They're constantly rotating the running back, and I I, I wish they would let one guy kind of get his footing and go. Uh, but that being said, they're smarter and they get paid more than I do, so I'm sure they know what they're doing. Um, if they can get the run game going, it, it's going to be hard for the UK defense, but. I, I mean, that's going to be, typically speaking, when you have Parker McKinney at quarterback, your pass game is going to lead, lead the way. So a lot of quick stuff to try to avoid that pass rush coming from UK. Yeah, I agree. I, I believe that if they have, you know, any chance of any kind of success, you know, I don't think they're going to win the game by no means. But it's, it's going after those DBs because that front seven is really stout for UK, and the DBs are probably the weak point of the defense early this season. Sure. Uh, UK is 5-0 and all the time in the series against EKU. The last, two, the last time these teams faced off was 2017. UK won 27-16. Two years prior, EKU took the Cats to OT. UK pulled it out. 34-27, thanks to a touchdown to Dorian Baker. 
Kentucky scored 21 unanswered after being down 14 to escape a huge upset. Do you think this game will be close like the last two? I I mean, I hate to say this, but no, I don't think so. Um, I think it could be. I, I, I think there's potential for it, but Kentucky is a different team than they were in those years. And, and listen, I grew up in Tennessee, so, so I, I can't say that I've ever had a lot of love for Kentucky football. But uh, that being said, it is a different team than what it was. Mark Stoops has done a great job with the program and has built it up. I, I think that it'll be closer than the Cincinnati EKU game uh, just because everybody's got a week under their belt. But, I mean, I think you're still looking at probably, uh, I would assume when the line comes out, you're looking at a 20 to 30 point line. Um, and I think the game could be with, you know, within a couple scores, maybe maybe two or three scores. Yeah, the last I checked, I believe uh, Kentucky was a 31 and a half point favorite. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any chance EKU could cover that? I think so. I really do. And, and I mean, I, I guess part of this is if I wasn't an EKU fan, I don't know that I'd say that. But, but that being said, um, no, I think they can. I, I think that they look better this week than they looked last week. Um, and and honestly, UK, um, you know, Leary is a uh, he's a good quarterback, obviously. But last week they faced Emory Jones, who was a mobile, very mobile quarterback. Um, EKU does better when the quarterback is not quite as mobile. And even though Leary can move, that's not what he does. Um, you know, it's always known for. So I think, I think UK plays into EKU strengths a little better than Cincinnati does. And that's why I think it'll be a little closer. Um, but I'd say, I don't know, I'd say UK wins by like, uh, I'll say 23. Uh, I like it. I think that, I, I think that Stoops will kind of show a little, you know, mercy considering <laughs> Walt Wells was on the coaching staff and CJ Conrad, Maxwell Smith played for him. They're both on the EKU coaching staff. So I think maybe he'll let off the gas a little bit if, if it gets to that point. But right. once again, Stoops early in the season, his teams have historically struggled. So yeah. we'll see how and, that goes. You know, you mentioned it. I, I mean – there's, there's a lot of camaraderie between these two staffs. Uh, not only did Wells, was he an assistant, but I mean, they, they communicate throughout the year. They, they help each other out in different ways. Um, Wells and Stoops. And then, like you said, Maxwell and CJ being part of the staff now too. Um, this is these two programs. They don't hate each other. Like they, they actually get along really, really well. And, uh, and I think you're right. I think if you're looking at it, I don't gamble, but I think if you're looking at it from a gambling perspective, um, the chances of, of EKU covering are higher for the fact that Stoops isn't going to try to run. It's not going to be like what Oklahoma did last week, 73 to nothing. Like they're not going to, they're not going to run it up on people uh, quite as much. And, and again, I think EKU is a really good football team. And I don't think I'm being blinded by my bias when I say that. So I think, I think there's a chance that this one is a little bit more entertaining uh, than what we saw from the Ball State game last week at, at UK or from the Cincinnati game for EKU last week. So you don't think there's any chance that Walt Wells will be over there having a meltdown a la Butch Jones in that uh, <laughs> Oklahoma game? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Um, of course, you know, Wells had his heart attack last year, so he's trying hard to stay as calm as possible and yeah. uh, and and handle everything smoothly. So. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think this is a, 
I think they're all aware of what they're facing and, uh, and are prepared for whatever comes. And honestly, you know, I asked uh, Ryan Jackson, the EKUD lineman about this a couple of weeks ago, but like, I know they don't want to admit that moral victories are a thing, but the reality is, is you come into UK, if you get the win, man, that's phenomenal. But at the end of the day, you can walk away with moral victories. If you come out and play well, even if you lose by several scores, if you come out and play well, and get better than last week and get ready for next week. You know, it is a moral victory for EKU and they don't have anything to lose coming in uh, to Kroger field this weekend. It's, it's all, it's all gravy for them. So they just got to come in and, and play their best football. Yeah. Nothing to lose. Uh, this won't hurt any of their playoff chances or anything like that. They're getting a payday for coming up there and the experience <laughs> huge for the team. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Kentucky will win the game, of course. Uh, my prediction would be 42-13. to 13. I think that they cover. Uh, but, yeah, that, that's what I think for the game. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I'd like to think that EKU can get a couple touchdowns this week. They only got one last week. Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that they can at least hit 20, 20 points this week. I think that EKU's in the 40s as well maybe i'd say 40 i'd go 46 20 uh if i had to predict the score i like it well i appreciate you coming on and, and talking a little eku uk and joining me today man i'm glad to do it um uh, you know we we talk eku every week on the show and uh of course we're heavily football focused right now but we'll get into basketball season as well and um, and we even cover baseball as well. So uh, I appreciate you asking me to come on. I always enjoy talking to EKU and doing my best to support these student athletes, uh, get them a little as much exposure as we can. So, uh, so I appreciate you inviting me on. Absolutely. If you want to plug your shows and where we can find you at, uh, if you go right ahead. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so it's the Sports Stove Podcast. Um, right now, I actually do three episodes a week. Uh, so. My EKU show is on Monday nights. We go live at 8 o'clock on YouTube. Uh, the audio is available wherever you get podcasts uh, following the program. Uh, I actually do a show with my dad on Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock where we just talk all things sports. We cover NFL, college football, uh, Major League Baseball. And then uh, I also host the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball show on Sunday nights. But that's wrapping up with the fantasy baseball season coming to an end. So. Uh, we stay good and busy, uh, but uh, we got it out there. YouTube, podcast, wherever you listen to stuff, uh, the Sports Stove podcast. And and uh, we always appreciate people tuning in and uh, do our best to, to, to put out quality content. Well, thank you. I got one more question. I just thought of it. Uh, yeah. Are there any NFL players that went to EKU on current roster? Yeah. So uh, Matthew Jackson uh, is a safety for the Tennessee Titans. Um, he is a uh, undrafted free agent, got signed this year after the draft and uh, made the roster. We're super proud of Matt. Um, he's, a, he's a phenomenal guy. Uh, then uh, outside of that, I think the other guys are all practice squad guys. Uh, Tim Boyle, quarterback with the Jets. Um, yeah. T.K. McClendon is a D lineman. He's on the Titans practice squad. And uh, Willie Taylor, who played in the XFL this past season, I believe he's on the practice squad with the Jaguars um, as well. But yeah, Matt Jackson, dude, he's uh, a <laughs> talk about a fun interview. Uh, Matt, Matt's a great kid. 
And uh, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago. Actually, the day before roster cutdowns, we had him on the show. He didn't know if he was going to make the team or not. And uh, we're so we're so happy for him that he did. So he's you. If you watch a Titans game, you'll see him on special teams. You won't see him probably playing safety a whole lot uh, this year. But uh, but yeah, he's he's out there. And they're this year is the hope for the draft. I mean, um, the reality is is there's a couple guys this year that should get drafted next year. Um, nobody, I don't think we'll see anybody in the top you know the top three rounds. Uh, but there's potential for some guys to get to get opportunities um, next year. And that's what coach Wells is trying to do, build the program to the point where now we've got guys consistently going, going to the, to the league. Nice. Well, hopefully they'll get some drafting next year and there'll be a little bit more colonels in the NFL next season. Uh, Tim, Tim bull. uh, He was the, uh, he was a recurring character in the uh, hard knock series. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah, so yeah, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate your time and coming on here and chatting. Man, I really do appreciate you inviting me on. Uh, anytime you need some uh, talk, some more EKU, just let me know. All right, I appreciate it. We'll see you. Yes, Have a good one. You too. My thanks to Vince Stover from the Sports Stove Podcast for coming on and chatting UK EKU. Really appreciate him coming on, taking this time to have a good conversation about previewing this game. Once again, you can check him out at Sports Stove on X slash Twitter. You can check out the Sports Stove podcast on Wednesdays, the Sports Stove local hour on Mondays, and the Sports Stove fantasy baseball show on Sundays. You can catch those on YouTube and wherever you can find podcasts. Really appreciate him coming on. Thanks for your time, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Yay!